You are listening to the Better Together podcast, brought to you by the National Association of Free Will Baptists. Welcome to the Better Together podcast, where we look for ways we can work together to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. Today we have with us Tennessee Representative William Slater. He represents District 35, that's Trousdale, and part of Sumner County, which I live in Sumner County, but not the part that he represents. But Anyway, he is here with us today. He's on several committees, the Local Government Committee, Cities and Counties Subcommittee, K-12 Subcommittee, and actually the Vice Chair um, of the Education Administrative Committee. So he's hit the ground running in the Tennessee legislature, and uh, it's so good to have you here with us today, Mr. Slater. Well, hey, it's great to be here with you, and uh, as you know, I'm a freshman legislator, so this is my first time out. We just finished up session a week before last, and uh, it's been uh, very busy. If uh, anyone's watched even the national news, uh, Tennessee has hit a lot of the national media media outlets, and uh, uh, whether that's good, bad, or ugly, I'm not sure, but at any rate, uh, it has been an interesting first session for sure. So you've hit the ground running, and people may not understand, as soon as you're elected, you're, you're off, and so tell us a bit about that. You're elected on election night, and uh, what's that been like to be a legislature, a state legislature? Yeah, so uh, you are, as soon as the election results are in on the night of the election, then you become the state representative here in Tennessee. And uh, But then you're not actually sworn in until January when the session starts. I think January the 10th is when I was uh, sworn in. And um, uh, like most legislators, Legislatures, state legislatures, uh, you start a session in January. We're what's called a part-time legislature, uh, meaning that we don't meet 12 months out of the year. We usually start in January, finish up about this time of the year, late April, early May. Uh, this year, we uh, ended up in about mid-April, finished our business. And uh, constitutionally, the state constitution, uh, we have one job to do, and that's to pass a balanced budget in uh, Tennessee. And so we passed a budget, and uh, then uh, we've we've been adjourned from uh, this session of the legislature. But it's been uh, very, um, been very exciting. Um, it, um, uh, I, I think I was quite ready for what would take place because I've been engaged politically um, now for over 30 years. In fact, uh, my wife and I, we met and married in Florida. When we lived in Florida, I would go to Tallahassee and I sat down with my state representative, my state senator, when there were issues that were important to me. And important issues uh, especially were focused on religious liberty issues and Christian education uh, issues. When we moved here in 1996, one of the very first things that I did was to meet uh, my state representative, my state senator, and once again, I'd go to Nashville, go to the Capitol, and I'd speak with them, especially on religious liberty and Christian education issues. So I was a little bit used to being on the other side of the desk, and uh, now folks come to see me and share their concerns with me, but I've been sharing my uh, concerns with my representatives for years now. And so listeners are thinking, well, tonight I'm going to watch Pick Your Cable News Channel, and I'm going to focus on what's happening in the United States Senate or the United States House of Representatives. But really, uh, since you've been involved first 
uh, as a constituent in Florida and now as a constituent and a representative, it's really about the state, yeah. uh, isn't it? Well, and one of the things that we need to remember is that the federal government did not create the states. The states created the federal government. And um, so it really is at the, at the state level uh, where we need to be engaged. It's probably pretty tough for someone to be able to meet and have an audience with the president. Mm-hmm. It's even difficult to have an audience with your, um, your congressman or your U.S. senator. Um, but you can know your state representatives, and truthfully, you're impacted more by what takes place at the state level and at the local level on a day-to-day basis than even at the federal level. We, we tend to gravitate because the national news outlets, they end up um, looking basically at the federal level. But the truth of the matter is, is that what impacts us the most is at the state and the local level. And so I think it's very important to be engaged. And that's really what God called me to um, decades ago, not just when he called me to run for office at the state level now, but decades ago, I've always stayed in that state lane. Um, mm. I've known what's going on federally, on the, at the national level. I've kept my ear to the ground when it comes to local, uh, you know, knowing mayors and, and county commissioners and that type of thing. But really, God has called me to that uh, state lane is the way that I call uh, what I call it. And I think that folks need to prayerfully consider. Every Christian, in my opinion, should be engaged in the political process. God has placed us here in the United States— uh, our government is we the people, and um, uh, we should make sure that our voices are heard um, at each level of government, local, state, and then the national government as well. So you've already alluded to that, that you feel like God has kind of put you or prepared you to be in the position that you're in right now. Mm-hmm. So you're really getting into like a Christian citizen, what the Christian's responsibility yes. is. And so... I'm listening into this podcast, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm busy. I don't have time to vote for school board, or, or, or I'll get focused on the national election, maybe not so much the mm-hmm. primary. Uh, talk a bit about that and what a Christian's responsibility is in a government like we have. Yeah, and so uh, first of all, our responsibility is to pray for our leaders, and and I covet prayers in the role that I have, and it, and and we're very fortunate here in Tennessee, and I know. Not, not all of our listeners are in Tennessee, but we truthfully in Tennessee are very fortunate because it, at the state level, um, we have many Christians who we literally join hands in prayer for each other and for the citizens of Tennessee. And uh, I would suspect that that's true in other states as well at the state level. So we need to we need to be in prayer for our officials, local, state, and then our federal officials as well. But then I think it's very important for us to vote. But when I say vote, Uh, I don't mean just going out and voting every four years in a presidential election. Uh, We need to make sure that we get out and vote every single time there's an election. And let me emphasize the importance of primary elections. And we would call them off-year primary elections. What do I mean by that? I mean those elections when an off-year is when it's not a presidential election. 
for example, 2022. I ran in 2022. Um, there's was a primary, uh, just like there would be anywhere. Um, the primary really is where in uh, the decision was made who was going to be the state representative. Now, here's why. And it wouldn't be this way in every single place. But in many places, oftentimes, if there's a, um, a district that is leaning with one party or the other, or it may be that there's not even a political party represented in the, uh, in the primary. That was the case with me. There was only one party that was represented in the primary, but I had three or two opponents. It was a three-person race. So truthfully, the decision was made in the primary who would represent the people of the 35th district. And uh, God blessed. Uh, I like to say that we worked hard enough, or we worked hard enough to win by one vote. It was God's favor that uh, gave us such a convincing win, uh, especially when we had two other very good uh, candidates. Uh, but I have no doubt that God wanted us there. But voting in the primary election is. Uh, the primaries is very important. I'll illustrate it this way. I won in the primary with just over 3,000 votes, mm -hmm. which was twice as many votes as both of my opponents. When it came to the general election, I won with 13,000 votes because I had no opponent. Yeah. You know how many votes I needed to win that election? I only needed one. Yeah. All I had to do was convince my wife to go out and vote for me, and I would have been. So as you can see, and that's true in many communities, especially in rural areas, it's very important to get out and vote in the primaries. And I could, can't emphasize that enough. And so in the rural situations, and really like the situation you're in, I vote, and I also need to know you. Yes. And yeah. so I'm busy. I'm maybe a, I'm a mom, and I've got kids in school, but I really need to know because you're involved in what's happening as far as school policy and so forth. How do I get to know you as my representative? Yeah, great question. You know, when I was uh, just getting started out as a young man, and um, uh, I read a book, and I'd give credit if I, if I knew who the author was. But I read a book and it said this, if you would like to have the influence of 10,000 people, simply write your congressman. And the reason that the author said that is because only one in 10,000 people would actually write their congressman. Mm. Now, times have changed and writing letters is not the way that we communicate. So to me and for me as a legislator, the most impactful statements that I receive are actually, I receive them right on this phone in a text message. Mm. So I would say to our listeners that the goal should be that you would know your elected or your those that are running. You should know your elected officials well enough that you have their cell phone number and you can text them when there's something important to you. So back to your question, how do you do that? Well, uh, if you're a pastor, one of the things that I think that's important to do is to invite elected officials uh, to your church services. 
uh, or if there's uh, if there's a campaign going on and you certainly want to be fair, then invite each of the candidates to a church service. Let them know that you just would like them to come and so that your folks can pray for them and so that they can greet the folks. And you don't even have to have them to speak. Uh, it doesn't hurt if you let them speak. But um, you don't have to have them speak, but they come right to your church. You, they, folks can shake hands with them. Another way uh, outside of the church uh, itself is is get involved in things like the local chamber of commerce. I'm a huge proponent of churches being members of their local chamber of commerce. It doesn't mean that you have to um, uh, compromise on any issues. That gives you opportunity to shake hands with business leaders, professional leaders in your community. You really get to know folks there. When it comes to elected officials, that's a place where they go as well. You can shake their hand. I have no problem if someone asks me for my cell phone number, I will give it out to them. And those individuals who have my cell phone number, who text me on an issue, they end up uh, getting my attention. Mm. Uh, uh, I, I, my assistant is uh, Chelsea Rackley. And uh, Chelsea was one of my former students, and um, she does a fantastic job. But it's her job to go through my emails every day. Um, on a slow day, probably today will be slow because we're out of session. There may be 25, 30 emails that'll come in. But when we're in session, we had one day, we had over 600 emails come in in one day. Be honest with you, I cannot read every single one of those emails. Chelsea goes through them. She sorts through them, pro and con, on a particular issue. But when someone shoots me a text, uh, someone like a pastor or someone like a business leader in town, and they say, you know what, I am for this or I'm against this, that truly gets my attention. That is that one in 10,000 um, mm -hmm. message um, that um, that really speaks to an elected official. So our people really have more more influence than they really know is the importance of taking advantage of that. But also, you mentioned prayer. It's important for them to be praying, and who knows? You're inviting le a legislature to be there with you. Who knows what could happen? Mm -hmm. and also, though, they need to pray for these administrative assistants too that yes. these legislator assistants like Chelsea because mm -hmm. they've got a really important job trying to highlight what you should pay attention to and not yes well in fact I mentioned to you for decades I've been going to state capitals and one of the things that I learned very early on that oftentimes it's more important to know the legislative assistant know him or her even more than the representative themselves and in fact, to make sure that you share with them your position, they actually are the ones that are, are marking down. And that's the, the, the larger the body is or the group is, for example, at the national level, uh, much more important. If you're communicating with your congressman or your U.S. senator, uh, it's good to let the legislative assistant know that even means more than sitting down with uh, the, the individual themselves. You know, we have a representative government. Uh, we have a constitutional republic, and the word republic means representative. 
So at the local level, at the local level, it may be a board of mayor of uh, aldermen, or it may be a city council, depending on the structure of the local um, government. Uh, It's county government, typically county commissioners. But at each level of government, folks are representatives. And I can assure you, I'm with representatives all the time at different levels of government. We honestly, good ones, honestly, they want to know what people are thinking. I, I had someone share with me um, in, uh, some advice, uh, a seasoned uh, representative. And they said to me, they said that the, the most difficult bill that you will vote on is the one where you don't hear from any of your constituents. And you know that's exactly the truth. Uh, in the, uh, on the floor of the House, uh, we have a system where you push a button. You've got, you've got red, you've got green, you've got blue for present not voting, and then you can call a page with the yellow button. And there have been times where I've been seated at my desk and I have literally thought, I wonder what the folks back home, I'm representing them. What would the folks back home think about this particular issue? We had over 1,500 bills that were introduced in the House this year. There's no way that you can know what the folks back home would like on 1,500 different bills. Representatives want to hear from their constituents. Pastors are automatically leaders in their community, and I'm not sure that uh, that every pastor completely recognizes the fact that just by being a pastor of a local church, that they already have influence, and they already have an audience uh, with their representatives. Um, and so it's important for us to be engaged. You know, the the, the title of this podcast is is better together. Is mm-hmm. that correct? And, and I think that we're better together when we recognize the fact that, yes, churches engaged with their local representatives, um, we're better together when we do that. We mm-hmm. want to impact the community. And I think that you'll find that there are so many representatives who love the Lord, who want to do what's right. But oftentimes the voices, their, their voices are crowded out by those who don't. And uh, we, we have to recognize the fact that we do live in an evil age, and we do live in a culture that is going headlong away from the things of Christ. Um, one of the things that is so encouraging to me is when I get a text and just somebody says, hey, I'm praying for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that is so, it's so uplifting because it can grind on you because the, you, we, we hear a lot of noise from those who would go against uh, what the gospel uh, uh, brings to us and what the Bible says. And uh, those of us who are in office, who love the Lord, who want to do what's right, it's encouraging to hear from folks. That's good. So we know we pray for representatives. We know we're trying to be involved. And one last thing, we've talked in the past about how even something like the presidency, you try your best to meet the people yes. that that will be running and try to be able to look them in the eyes, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure many of our listeners are like, how in the, how can that happen? But that's what you're kind of getting at. You can do more than you think you can do. Uh, help walk our listeners through that a little bit about that kind of influence, which people would probably be surprised by. Yeah, and, and it, you can meet 
folks. I, I used to have a policy. I, I would know when it was election day or getting close to election day, even years ago, because my phone would start ringing. And this was before cell phones and that type of thing. My phone would start ringing and I'd get a question, hey, who am I supposed to vote for? And uh, so I have answered that question time and time again. And so uh, a number of years ago, I decided I would never recommend someone unless I had shaken their hand and looked them in the eye, except for president, because I thought, well, there's just no way that I'm going to be able to do that. But um, uh, now I've even changed that to where I say, okay, if I'm going to vote for someone, even at president, uh, as president, I'm going to do my best to even to meet them. And here's what ends up happening. Going back to that earlier conversation we had about primaries. In the early days, a year out, uh, right now folks are lining up to get ready for 2024 presidential election. And folks that are looking to run for president They'll hit places, they'll hit states, and they'll go to play. I can't tell you how many presidential candidates I've met, and there's only been 20, 30 people there. And these are not high-end, high-dollar fundraising events. These are at little cafes. They're at restaurants. And I've shaken their hands. I've looked at them in the eye. Or at least I've been able to get close enough to them to where I can see in their eye whether or not they're a person of integrity or not. It, uh, it, folks, just regular old fo I'm just a regular old folk. That's all I am. I, I'm just regular folks that, that made it part of what I believe God would have all of us to do, and that is to be engaged with our government and meet folks. And, and you can meet them. Yeah, you keep your ear to the ground. Listen for, listen for those uh, partisan-type meetings and um, uh, listen to those candidate uh, forums. And it does take commitment, like anything that we do in life and anything really that, you know, God didn't say he's going to make the path always easy. Um, you know, it, we're even supposed to study his word to show ourselves approved. It, it's, it's just not the, on a silver platter. So it does take it does take engagement. It does take um, being Some work. Yes, it takes work yeah. and it takes a commitment to do that. So you're listening to this podcast, you're thinking, oh, I know someone that needs this. We encourage you to take it, share it with them. And uh, <clears throat> what you've talked to us about is really important, especially in the, situ the situation we're in right now, to help us to be salt and light in our environment. So thank you so much, Mr. Slater, for thank your you. good work and for taking the time to share with us today. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And thank you, listeners, for everything you're doing. Remember, share this podcast with those that you can. Remember, every little thing we do helps, and we truly are better together.